football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. Stand up, Nuggets Nation. It's now time for the Mile High Hoops Podcast with Zach By, Presented by Superbook Sports. On your home for the most Nuggets content. Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Zach By, and as always, I appreciate you spending a sliver of your busy day with me here on the podcast. Coming off a loss in Dallas, 111-101, snapping a five-game win streak uh, for Denver. We'll get to that game in just a second, uh, but I had not recorded here since last Thursday, and since then, the Nuggets have played uh, three basketball games. Friday night, uh, one of which there I was uh, in the house at Ball Arena for a win over the Atlanta Hawks. It was so good to be back and seeing some faces uh, that I haven't seen in quite some time. Uh, really, the the fundamental reason I was making sure I was there is, uh, as, as if, if you're a longtime listener of this podcast, you know, I have a relationship with Kevin Herter there for the Hawks, who just signed a $65 million four-year extension uh, this past offseason. Uh, he is from my hometown and met him when he was, gosh, maybe six or seven years old uh, at basketball camp, and then uh, later on uh, trained him uh, in high school uh, as a part of a trainership uh, or a, a trainer um, uh, organization, a group, Dags Basketball. We'd go in there and train those guys at 6 o'clock in the morning, and it's uh, just a pleasure to see what uh, he's such a good kid, too, uh, so easy to root for. Um, so I uh, had a nice 20 minute conversation with him pregame, but saw some, some other folks there, uh, uh, Adam Ares from, uh, the DMVR, uh, and the lockdown podcast, uh, him and Matt Moore, uh, do a fantastic job and gosh, I hadn't seen Adam, I think in maybe two years, you know, pre 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 pandemic. And he hadn't been down to a game. Uh, and I think just as long. So it was nice to catch up with them. And we'll have Adam here uh, on the podcast, uh, at some point over the next uh, handful of weeks as we will. Uh, Matt Moore and 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 others. Um, so it's so good to see uh, Jokic put his first triple double of the season there uh, in his pocket on Friday night. Jokic had uh, 22 points, 19 rebounds. <laughs> you can't make it up. And ten assists, just dominant, just dominant. I'm going to talk about Jokic here uh, as it pertains to the the MVP conversation uh, in just a minute. And then uh, over the weekend, uh, you had uh, it was on Sunday evening. Uh, after the Broncos game, you had the Nuggets just beat the brakes off the Portland Trailblazers. Just awesome to see. And it was a game where uh, it was uh, stress, stress-free. stress I mean, the score was 33-18 to 18 after 12 minutes of basketball. Um, it, it was a dominant performance in multiple regards. I thought Jokic just, just it's almost like he had Yusef Nurkic in a headlock and was like giving him a noogie. Um, Jokic was 11 for 17 from the floor, perfect three for three uh, from three. A perfect three for three from the charity stripe, and he narrowly misses out on another triple double uh, when he goes for twenty eight nine and nine. And we know that there's stats for that, like how many 
How many triple doubles has Jokic missed out by one or two digit? And 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 the the number is a uh, is a large one. Uh, but it was also good to see just the team shoot the ball well from three. Like just just like get the lid off of the hoop. And you know up until this point, the Nuggets even still are uh, not a very good uh, three point shooting uh, team. I think they're. A percentage is 31% from three. Uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but it's got to rank as one of the worst. It, it was formerly, I think, last uh, week at this time, they were 28th out of 30. Um, they may be 30 out of 30. I, I, I don't know or, or really care at this uh, stage in the season. Uh, but they need to do a better job. And I was just having this conversation on the air uh, with uh, Tyler Columbus, former left tackle of Super Bowl 50 team, uh, does the drive time show uh, here uh, on Sports Radio 104.3 The Fan, and he's like, should they like stop taking threes um, because they're so bad at it? And obviously the answer is is not no. Um, uh, or excuse me, the, the answer is not yes. You can't just sh- stop shooting threes in today's NBA. But it's about the quality of the look. And too often, you know, and we talked about this uh, last week, uh, getting two feet in the paint and just how important that is. And when you have someone get in the teeth of the defense, the way that Will Barton does, the way that Bones Highland is for that second group, uh, you just you create more natural threes. And the basketball gods will reward you uh, when you're playing the game the right way, the ball snapping around, getting two feet in the paint, kickouts, late closeouts, leading to, you know, a one you know, hockey assists, one more for wide open corner threes. And I thought uh, the Nuggets did a much better job of that against the Portland Trailblazers as they went 19 of 40 from three. And I mean, you, you look at uh, the guys who made threes, uh, PJ Dozier, uh, who has had you know large moments of, of struggle uh, in this young season. He made four threes. Bones Highland uh, made four threes. Faku made three threes in that game. A pair of threes for both uh, Zeke Nagy, although it came late, whatever. Uh, Jeff Green, uh, I already mentioned Jokic uh, going three for three. Um, uh, Monte uh, hit a three. Uh, so it's just it was just good to see. It was just refreshing. Like, okay, this team is capable of, of making shots, and, and that's what we saw, and, and it was fun to watch. Uh, and that leads us to the loss in Dallas, 111-101. Here is um, my one takeaway, okay? Uh I loved mostly what I saw. The Mavericks do not scare me. The fact that the Nuggets uh, had a legitimate lead in the second half of that game, um, you know, uh, now you could spin it. It's a game that they should have had considering that lead and the way that it kind of collapsed late. That's fine. Um, It's a loss in mid-November on the road, second night of a back-to-back in which you didn't have um, Jamal, obviously, but you also didn't have your really your second best player this year in Will Barton. Uh, for the second consecutive night, and you know, and, and you're 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 in Dallas. You were just playing in Portland uh, or, or playing in Denver um, against Portland the night before. Uh, I believe it's their fourth back to back. I want to say early in the season. So I, I mean, shoot, I, I just I'm not I, I'm not I'm not really even reacting to the fact that uh, they lost. They had won five previous games before that. Um, you know, considering you know, considering that. Michael Porter Jr. goes down in the very first game of the five-game homestand, just seven minutes into the game against Houston, in which I thought it was it was a get-right game for MPJ, uh, and we're going to talk a little bit more about him in, in a minute. Um, but the fact that he goes down one game into that five-game homestand, the fact that Nikola Jokic gets suspended 
uh, during that five-game homestand. The fact that Will Barton uh, can't go uh, at the back end of that five-game homestand, and you and you found a way to win all five of them? Like, seriously? That's really, really impressive. Really impressive. Uh, so I am not. I, like, uh, the fact that they lost to Dallas and Dallas on the second night of a back-to-back, whatever. I loved what I saw. Um, it felt like for a second that Jokic was just going to refuse to let the Nuggets lose. Like, that's how it felt for a second. Like, I'm the MVP. I know it. You know it. And this thing's going to play out the way that I want it to. And obviously, it just it just wasn't enough. Despite the 35 points, 16 rebounds, and six, uh, six assists uh, from Nikola Jokic. So... Uh, second group, just uh, you know, down the stretch, just not n- not good enough. Uh, although I will say this, I will say this, it was really good to see Bull Bull out there making a couple plays. It was, and I've been on the radio here in Denver uh, saying that you know you just don't expect to see Bull Bull in games that are competitive. Just don't expect to see it. Would Michael Malone have played them? Not having the circumstance of of having a guy like uh, Zeke Naji available to him. Uh, you know, um, probably not. I, I, you know, I, I don't know. Uh, m- maybe he would have, uh, knowing that it is the second night of a back-to-back and, you know, whatever. I, I, I don't know or really care. I just know that in the 11 minutes that I saw Bull Bull, I saw some encouraging stuff. Now, did things even out defensively against KP? Sure, yeah, okay. But um, the fact that Bull, I mean, like, Bull Bull hasn't played competitive minutes this year. He was out there. They needed him. He made some plays. Had some. Uh, uh, had a block. Had the had the dunk uh, in transition on the other end. He is so effing long that if there's an angle to be had with Bull Bull, it's like one. It's a one dribble away. And if he can get just uh, and, and you're um, uh, if the if the defense is a little bit on tilt or an unsettled situation the way that it was. Uh, last night in transition, he just needs that one crease. He's so long that as soon as he puts it down, if he has the ball on uh, as it's coming back up uh, from the one dribble, uh, you're either going to have to foul him or it's going to be a dunk. And we saw the one dunk, but we also saw him get fouled on the uh, – he had the top of the key a three-point uh, a pump fake that gets KP to stand up. He goes by, puts it down uh, one time, I think it was, and and has the has the and one, uh, so uh, showing some really good touch around the basket. So, was it perfect? No, of course not. Uh, but for a guy that's not used to being out there and get asked uh, out of thin air, hey, we need you to go out there and 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 play for us tonight. I was considering my expectations. Um, I was pretty impressed with with Bull Bull and some of the things that I saw. So maybe it's something to build off. There for for bowl. Um, he was a minus nine, seven points, three for five from the field. But I just thought it was interesting, just an interesting uh, wrinkle. Um, some large, um, you know, uh, forecast for bowl bowl based off that game. No, I'm expecting things to go back to the way that they were. But uh, it certainly, uh, in my opinion, deserved mention. Um, uh, Aaron Gordon. Um, Aaron Gordon. If you see. This is this is why you have to watch the games and know what you're looking at because if you look at the, like the box score uh, and it says 14.7 rebounds, you know it's not it's not going to uh, steal any headline or anything like that. Uh, but I, I do think that Aaron Gordon, man, I, I uh, although I I talked about on this podcast that he can sometimes get in, in his own way when he tries to do too much off the bounce. 
Uh, he's just that's not who he is. Uh, and when he comes outside of himself, it typically results in a turnover or, uh, of some form or fashion. Um, but that being said, man, I just continue to love Aaron Gordon for this basketball team when they are fully healthy. I just think he is the perfect fit. You know, when I was at the game on Friday night and talking to Adam Matas, um uh, down there on the court pregame, uh, he said, who, who are you? It was actually an interesting question, and I had to think about it for a second. He's like, who are you more bullish on for the Nuggets than average? And I had to kind of take stock there for a second, but ultimately my, que- my answer was Aaron Gordon. And th- what I said to Adam is the same thing I said last season when he was getting his feet wet and into the fold uh, here in Denver, that uh, he, is, he is the perfect fit. He's a great fit for the Denver Nuggets. But the Nuggets are actually an even better fit for him. Being a fourth or fifth option is actually the perfect place for Aaron Gordon if you're trying to win a championship. We, we know what it looks like when he's the first or second best player. We've seen that over the course of years. It's not pretty. Okay, You're going to be in trouble if you're asking him to be your best player. But if he is your fourth or fifth best player and he's that type of defender, I just think that this is a grand slam uh, for the Nuggets and uh, Aaron Gordon. And I actually think we are just scratching the surface because you're seeing him play side-by-side with Nikola and starting to discover how successful he can be as an individual just playing off Jokic, all right? And, you know, a good example of it in a microcosm fashion is uh, last night when it's in the first half, uh, he is on the, um, if you're looking at the basket, he's on the left side of the floor, as is Monte Morris, and Aaron Gordon comes up to set a back screen for a flaring Morris to take a three. But as soon as he makes contact um, with uh, the, the screener, or no, he's the screener. As soon as he makes contact with Morris's defender, and I forget who it was, um, but KP was on Gordon's back. As soon as he, he, as soon as he makes contact, uh, he's slipping to the basket. And Jokic is looking for the slip more than he's looking for the flare-out three from Monte. And Gordon knows it. And, and, and when you know it and when you know you're going to get the basketball, that creates even a harder of a dive to the basket when you know that it, it can come to you. And, um, and then it resulted in a, in a one-handed dunk. And it was just it was perfect. It's, it's, we're just getting started here. Uh, the fact that um, you, know, you forget, and we've talked about this, of course, in the past, but you forget Aaron Gordon is just 26 years old. He should, this should be his prime. This this should be his prime over the next three to four, three to five years uh, with Nikola Jokic, and hopefully he's he's a Nugget for the next you know eight, nine, ten, you know whatever it turns out to be. Um, so I just I just love that combination, and like I said, I think we're just getting started with this. I think we're just scratching the surface with uh, the way that those two can play with one another. He gets it. I mean, he some of the stuff that Michael Porter Jr. doesn't get playing side by side with Nikola. Uh, is the same stuff that Aaron Gordon is is uh, beginning to understand, um, and we're 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 seeing him in spots flourish because of that understanding. Uh, speaking of Michael Porter Jr., I, I don't, I, I I don't really know what to say because we don't know what's going on, and 
I have to tell you, it's just a little bit bizarre to me. That's that's the phrase that I'll use. It's just a little bit bizarre. We talked about last week. Um, obviously, you know, in minute number seven against Houston, he's wide open. It's the most open layup that you'll have ever uh, in the game of basketball. And it's kind of caught in between dunking it or finishing it or whatever the case. And, and he misses it. And it looked like, this is what it looked like. It looked like a guy that was embarrassed and you know, grabbed his upper leg um, as an ex- a- an excuse for what just transpired. And then of, on the heels of me saying that last week, I said, you know, of course, that that's that's not the case. And he's getting an MRI. And well, now you, you find out uh, from Harrison Wind of DM, uh, uh, DMVR, uh, who we'll have on at some point during uh, the season. Harrison does a great job. If you're listening to this and you know Harrison, tell him we give a shout out. Um, but he's reporting that the MRI is not showing much of anything. Now, you can uh, have an injury where it doesn't show up on an MRI. Um, is it is there an injury that you miss six consecutive games and it doesn't show up on an MRI? I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I suppose that there is. So you always want to leave the benefit of the doubt um, for the player. But we're not being told anything. So, like, th- there, there's no report coming from the team and this has now gone on for a while. So when I don't have anything specific to point to from an injury standpoint, um, it just leaves, it leaves people to speculate. Um, I, I look, I'm, I have, I, I have no idea what's going on. All I know is Michael Porter jr. has got to come back and be the best, best version of himself. He's got to, he's got to play through um, these uh, doldrums that he is he's started uh, this season with um it, we we just need to see it sooner than later obviously we hope he's fine physically uh they need him like the Denver Nuggets need Michael Porter Jr back and i'll say this given the fact that you, you, we know you're already down Jamal but now you're down uh Will Barton and you just lost um the the Nuggets uh, the Nuggets need him I'll just I'm just gonna leave it at that. Um, does he come back against the the Philadelphia 76ers? Uh, what is that Thursday night? Uh, another bang bang back to back Thursday and Friday Philly and, and Chicago. Uh, by the way, I think I'm gonna be giving away tickets for that uh, on my Twitter account um, in, in conjunction with our our friends from Superbook, who is the sponsor of this podcast. So look out for that. The Bulls are one of the uh, most exciting teams in the league right now. And uh, you have an opportunity, and they are great seats. They are great seats. So keep your eye out for my uh, Twitter handle at Byesline B Y E S L I N E. As uh, Chicago is ten and four in second place uh, in the Eastern Conference, looking up at only Washington, uh, who is somehow of uh, ten and three as well, and they've won five in a row. So um, anyway, uh, the, the Michael Porter Jr. thing it, it's it, it also makes it like more glaring and more. I'll use the same word, bizarre, that you were a disjointed team and all of a sudden you won five games in a row without Michael Porter. That makes it a little bit weird. You also look at um, some of the assist totals that lend itself to kind of just, again, making it more glaring. Uh, The Denver Nuggets on... 
uh, Friday night against the Hawks. And we talked about this last week, by the way. Uh, if you go back and listen to that episode, uh, I think the first game without MPJ, I want to say, where they had 28 assists, they had 26 assists uh, against uh, the Atlanta Hawks as a team. Uh, against Portland on Sunday, they had 29 assists. And then um, just 20 against the Mavs, which isn't very uh, surprising given uh, some of the injuries there. But um, it, it just, the contrast of it, of Michael Porter being out there and the team just looking off, and then he misses games and you go on a five-game run, uh, it just, again, it, 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 it makes people speculate. Now, the Denver Nuggets are not a better basketball team without Michael Porter Jr. That's just not true. Uh, he is way too talented. He his success is way too important for this organization. And you know, and, and I, I was asked here uh, at the fan, uh, you know, could you could you bring MPJ off the bench uh, and bring that scoring punch in the second unit? And I appreciated the question, but can you really bring a max player off the bench? I, I don't think you can. Um, and I'm not sure how management would feel about that. So uh, th- just the whole thing. Um, it's kind of one of these things that's like under review. We just don't have enough information, but man, they could use that guy back uh, against Philly or Chicago. That's for sure. So we're going to continue to monitor uh, that situation. Um, Bones, uh, hopefully the ankle uh, tweaked his ankle against the Mavericks. Bones had really um, been on quite a tear and has changed uh, the second unit. And that's a big uh, reason why that, you know, the uh, Denver Nuggets won those five games in a row uh, at home against Houston, Miami, Indiana, Atlanta, and Portland. Because uh, Bones was great, especially the, the back half of that five-game homestand. Uh, the 12 points against Indiana uh, when they didn't have Jokic, I thought was just just huge. Just huge. Made multiple threes, got to the free throw line. Uh, it was just great. And then uh, Atlanta, I mean, I'm in the house Friday night. And, and you know, that place cheers for Bones Highland as loud as they cheer for Jokic. No joke. I mean, fan favorite is an understatement. This guy is on the scene, um, and he's just a blast. 15 points and uh, on 5 of 10 shooting, 3 of 7 from 3. Uh, being there added a just a, another layer uh, just to how much this fan base is embracing uh, the rookie out of ECU. And look, I mean, if this thing continues to trend in this direction with Bones Highland, you just like, Tim Connolly, what do you say? The, the, the fact that you are in the back half of the first round picking at 21 and there's a guard from VCU, Virginia Commonwealth, that you're in love with and are going to draft. And then for, for him to be making the impact that he's making um, in the first, you know, 15 games of the season is just, I, like, what do you say? I'm just beyond impressed. Just beyond impressed. His moxie is, you can feel it, man. You can absolutely feel it. So I'm really looking forward to uh, watching him uh, continue his rookie season and onward. Like, what could that look like? Um, so uh, once again, not reacting to a loss against the Mavericks. Uh, I'm really not. I thought Kristaps uh, Porzingis was phenomenal. Uh, that that's that's got to be. And I don't I don't sit around and and study KP, but uh, that's got to be one of the best performances of his season. But he had a good one against San Antonio too. Uh, coming into that game. Uh, on Monday night, he scored 32 uh, against San Antonio. So um, it, it, that that was a large part uh, to do with their success. And then other guys stepped up. Um, uh, what is his name um, on the tip? Uh, uh, Jalen Brunson uh, from Villanova. Man, you talk about putting time into your craft. 
that dude has just gotten better and better and better. Uh, and he was very impactful against the Nuggets coming off the bench, played 36 minutes coming off the bench and scored 17 and was a plus 10. Uh, so he was great and Bullock was great. And it just wasn't the Nuggets night. You're down, guys. It's the second night of a back-to-back. Guys are going nuts. Guys are getting hurt during the game for uh, the Nuggets. Guys couldn't go. Um, and I'm not, I'm not looking too much into it at all. I, I, I swear to God, if, if the Nuggets played the Mavericks in a playoff series, I would take um, as much financially responsible amount of money out of my pocket and absolutely hammer uh, the Denver Nuggets on my Superbook app uh, that I use all the time. So, all right, guys, we are going to leave it there for now. Uh, Philadelphia on Thursday night. Chicago Bulls on Friday night. Things are heating up. All right, and I hope you, that you guys uh, enjoyed uh, most of uh, the last week. Uh, pretty pretty fun and interesting uh, week of, of Nuggets basketball last week was between all the Jokic stuff and you got MPJ storyline and, you know, the overcoming of stuff uh, as the Nuggets are – are really famous for at this point. So, guys, uh, appreciate your time. As always, the best way of uh, getting you know anything out uh, is by word of mouth. I really appreciate you um, spending time with me here. If you could tell a friend, uh, subscribe. I would just love that. Uh, share it uh, with with another Nuggets fan um, who uh, you think that would enjoy it. So, I appreciate you being here uh, on deck. Philly will be reacting to it. Chicago will be reacting to it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.